and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. San Francisco time on the world's best internet radio station, BFF.FM, or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week, we're talking about the first album in a decade from Marnie Stern, appropriately titled The Comeback Kid, and it starts out with a song called Plain Speak. are old enough to remember Marnie Stern came out of the gate in 2007 with a debut album that was just like blew everybody away her idiosyncratic style is so engaging and you know seeing her live her finger tapping guitar musicianship is just something incredible to watch and she's you know the way that she sings is very distinctive she's a really unique performer and she did three three albums and then another one a little bit later and then she just dropped off the map for 10 years dropped off the map onto network tv (laughs) yeah so she you know she did what unfortunately a lot of female artists do which is decided to have kids and often that means that you just kind of drop off the map forever and never come back which is always a bummer because it means there are fewer voices of women who are over 40 uh, making rock music but she had yeah she had a nine-to-five job in the band on the Seth Meyers show and she realized after a while that it's like yeah this is you know I'm paying the bills this is like a comfortable lifestyle but something is missing and like that something is playing my own music and I need to be able to do that and so she quit the Seth Meyers show band in 2022 and decided to work on this fifth album yeah one thing I found kind of interesting here on this song is that um, and I think if you see the press releases around the release of the album, and I guess that she was on Kill Rock Stars before this album was on Joyful Noise. And she said, oh, yeah, that I have this amazing finger tapping technique, but I'm trying to lean on it less. And so when we hear this song, we have this first verse where there's none of that finger tapping, which is just this kind of chant of I, I can't keep on moving backwards. Uh, and then only in the second verse, like, oh, there's a little of that finger tapping comes in and then it fades out again and so she's trying to mix it up a little and so it's it's a a more a range of textures here another thing is a lot of these songs are incredibly short and packed with ideas this is one of the few where she kind of runs through in a minute and a half all the ideas and then just kind of loops around and does it another time through but it's such a delight that it's sure give it to me at three four more times yeah 
And she plays all the parts on this album except for the drums, which were which is um, Jeremy Gara, who is the drummer for the Arcade Fire, who's just a powerhouse. And I saw a bassist credited somewhere, but I don't know if that's accurate. Um, but, you, you know, she layers her own vocals on and does many layers of guitars, which is just a great effect. Yeah. So speaking of that layering, we get a second song, which is kind of a song about its own creation. It's called Believing is Seeing. song is i think the one that won me over on the record you would suggest oh this album's getting good reviews and we'd seen her live hey let's let's listen to it and i hear the first track i'm like i don't know this is pretty weird it's very aggressive and mathy and then this song spends fully more than 30 seconds of just this single high note with increasingly frenzied chanting (laughs) and like this song is hard to hear right it's like uh yeah and then she says ah well what if i try this and what if i try this this? what if i had this this? and then throwing in these different elements and it song turns from this you know i I wouldn't call it unlistenable but it's of challenging listen into this real celebration of artistic creation as the song sort of wills itself into existence i think i'm believing is seeing that it's such a great inversion and i think such a succinct statement of you know artistic creation it's yeah. such a blast what i have always loved about her is her sound is so joyful and chaotic and you know when you see her live it seems like she's having the best time performing and this is somebody who really like makes music because she can't not do it you know and it's that really comes through in the music and a lot of these lyrics are very opaque Um, You know, they're kind of just like mantras chanted. And this one is, you know, if you're tired, don't back down. Um, And, you know, she had said in an interview that it's what she would want to hear herself. And she says, I think of myself getting dressed, listening to the radio when I was a teenager and the songs that were talking to me, I would pretend that they were me and they would motivate me. And that was originally where the idea struck to try and be a motivator because I remember it being so impactful. So a lot of these songs are like, just this like chanting of like some kind of a positive message or something that she's trying to get across. And it's very affecting. Yeah, it's really amazing. And here there's such a density of different rhythms. And yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. uh, again, she's, I add this, I add this, this, and it, the song should collapse under its own weight, but her fundamental taste and sure virtuosity solve it you know it doesn't collapse under the weight of its ambition it's really remarkable it's the kind of thing that you can only do if you are a natural yeah (laughs) good segue that's our next song it's called the natural (laughs) 
realized where that melodic line was from from a movie that I've never seen. Yeah, so I usually listen to these albums without looking at the at the song titles, and so it's like that's a familiar melody. Oh yeah, it's from the movie The Natural, and then Which I look at the song, the song title. Sports. Yeah, it's well, it's it's also about you yeah, know wonder yeah. and that theme. Uh, the rest of the soundtrack, I think, is kind of garbage synth from Randy Newman, but that theme is pretty enduring. And so Marnie Storm has taken it and bent it and mangled it almost beyond recognition to the point that I'm shocked that none of the interviews or reviews that I can read about this record mention yeah. <laughs> that this is taken from the movie well, or, or because inspired it's in by the, the title, movie. Maybe yeah. it's obvious. But it's it is what but it is taking it and really changing the energy of it by seeming to move it into this bizarre modal scale like the notes feel wrong and yet have the same kind of cinematic energy they had from the movie yeah and it you know again the lyrics are kind of kind of hard to understand and hard to parse but the chant in this one is something like you know i think that's a feeling i once knew i belong i feel light and it seems like she's expressing what it feels like to make her own music yeah and it's that she's take yeah then take in this case taking inspiration from someone else and then what i would not have expected from taking that movie soundtrack is that it would go into this like extremely hi- hyper art pop where her voice becomes extremely squeaky and i feel like in a lot you know i'm not the first one to notice the similarities to deerhoof cuz her vocal delivery when she goes into that squeaky mode is very satomi matsuzaki from deerhoof and it's wonderful to contrast this the soaring cinema and the squeaky I belong and it's so weird and delightful yeah this song is a blast she specifically said that she kind of likes that she's gotten characterized as quote unquote art rock because it gives her a license to kind of just do what she wants and she (laughs) says I never expect anything to happen in that arena which is pretty freeing because I I do, I do just play what I want. And she said that Joyful Noise like, doesn't really have any expectations of her that, you know, just make the music that you want to make and that that has been um, a, a really satisfying experience for her. Yeah, so after all of these yeah songs about the power of the inspiration of creating art and finding belonging, there's a song that has, I think, she is described as being autobiographical. It's called Working Memory. this as autobiographical it's specifically inspired by her experience being a parent and if you to the extent that i understand what's going on in the song there's this uh refrain of the 
someone with a seatbelt is on fire all day and <laughs> this trying to manage your kids. And then a big chunk of it is this kind of call and response of these two different voices. And you really get the sense of a, of a parent kind of talking to her kid like, damn it, be reasonable. <laughs> and it's like, nah, 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 and just all I do is care for you. Yeah, all I do is come for you. Yeah, it's this. Yeah, it's this really kind of stressful and yet in the end, you get the sense of like, yeah, that she wouldn't trade it for anything, even though it's making her crazy. <laughs> and the song has such a cinematic quality. It yeah. really seems like the opening to a movie. And so that that all of those layers of guitars and just epic musicality yeah. contrasted with like, and yet I'm dealing with these kids day to day is, I think it, it tells a really great story. Yeah, that it's the symbol that, yeah, being a parent is something that's, so many people do and yet for each person it's the craziest thing they've ever done even if it's the most commonplace thing that everyone does or almost and this is the song that really stood out to me when i heard this album for the first time it's just so epic and you know she has talked in interviews about like what she wants to do when she's making music and she says the another interview that i read with her where she says the most important thing is having fun rocking out getting into something I have a memory of being on tour in Australia in Perth and the promoter was driving us around in his car and the top was down and he was blasting ACDC and it was a really fun, great feeling. And I just remember thinking, I hope my songs give people that this feeling. That's the goal. And I feel like this is a song to blast out of your car as you're, you know, driving down the road with the, with the top down. Yeah. I mean, a mom can rock out harder than almost anyone else out there <laughs> and make it onto the... 250 greatest guitarist list for Rolling Stone where yes. she comes in at 188 but should probably be higher but then you remember who runs that magazine yeah and then in that same interview she was talking about wanting to carry the magazine around and like show it to everybody like to her kid's kindergarten teacher to a cab driver her neighbor <laughs> look at this people of my building this is what I do she, she, she recounts and nobody gave a fuck <laughs> well I care good for her yeah. it's awesome so we go from here to another cinematically inspired song. It's called Il Girotondo della Notte. Wow. Good job. of an Ennio Morricone piece from the film Chi la Vista Morire, which I'm, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, um, but it's a very different sound and it really stood out when I listened to this for the first time. Yeah, it has such a just out of control composition and Marnie Stern in very brief comments on this record that she gave to Flood magazine um, described how the original sounded messy and composed at the same time with all these voices floating above it, which spot on description. But also when you think about her kind of compositional style, because it feels so chaotic and yet 
you realize it's very deliberate, these decisions. And so it's like, oh, this is seemingly an odd choice, but then it really makes sense. And I think, you know, as she says, she had a little bit of herself in there and made it her own. And yeah, giving this more kind of bass driven and slightly echoing, not quite surf guitar, but very different from her usual guitar sound. Yeah, and talking about really wanting to push herself on this record and kind of do things that she wasn't used to doing. And this is a very different kind of sound. And it's like you said, kind of a surf rocky guitar riff. And then with her own vocals layered over each other, it's just like a very different way to put a song together. Yeah, and it's it, a little bit like this kind of dreamy, slash nightmarish feeling and it's incredibly brief and yet you feel yourself getting lost in it in the process it's really quite something and what was the what is the name of that movie in English? so apparently the song title is the roundabout of the night and the song the movie is who saw her die so it sounds like a real exciting uh italian thank you for doing the italian movie title so i didn't attempt it <laughs> so the next song we'll play is called nested <laughs> This is one of the songs that feels a little bit more like a conventional song to me, even if it's based on all of these chants that seem vaguely like the lyrically seem kind of positive, like, uh, you know, talking about the stars above, I think. And like, there's two of us. And it seems like these sort of messages that I would expect in a positive sound, but it is such a dark sounding Mm -hmm. and very kind of conflicted sound mm-hmm. uh apparently this is one she, she describes as having worked on for years and there's something really sad about it and it, it's sort of funny in the interview she says like she's not even quite sure what to make of it because she just when she hears it she thinks about the the process of creating it hmm. like all the it reminds me of all the time I, I i spent on it and i'm not sure if that makes me happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like the songs towards the back half of the album are all much more vibes based like they they're the sounds that wash over you and create a feeling that's a little bit ambiguous and this song you know you said there's like some positive like the lyrics are a little bit positive but the title nested i think of like nesting and like nested is like you're you've done your nesting (laughs) i don't know it's it conveys a feeling in a way that is tough to explain and i think that's what good music is is it's that you can't really explain what it says because the music is i mean the song is what it says (laughs) yeah it is it's this is an album that rewards listens, but it is, and especially I think I feel worse for you because I know you're very, when you listen, it seems like you zero in on the lyrics really early mm. and 
this must have been a really challenging listen <laughs> because well, it's like the lyrics I mean, are so just tough to hear. Well, yeah, they are challenging for sure. And it's like you pick out a word and it feels almost like listening to a song in a foreign language you don't really know very well. And it's mm-hmm. just like, and if you've had that experience of like, oh, I recognize that word. I don't know what it means in context, but I heard it and it's something to grab onto. And it's that kind of feeling, even though it's in English. Yeah, it's almost like when you have a, like the band we saw recently open opening for uh, a giant dog at the bottom of the hill, Sushi Mamire, yeah. who are amazing yeah. Japanese punk band. But like every once in a while, they'd have like an English. It's all her, their lyrics are all in Japanese, but yeah. then they throw out like some English phrase, yeah. and that's kind of how it feels. Like, oh yeah, that's something I understand, but not quite. <laughs> yeah, and but in, in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. So we go from here into uh, you know, one of the more substantial songs on the album, in that it's over three minutes long. <laughs> it's called Earth Eater. really interesting about this song was the way that it kind of it delves it devolves into chaos and then it comes back together with the do 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 which is just a very kind of rhythmic precise chorus for lack of a better term and then it'll kind of you know that separate out into a lot of different vocals and a lot going on and then kind of come together with the do 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 yeah well structurally i tend to you know i try to figure out this, the structure of the song by putting little time codes. And there's so many little sections here that it's like four seconds, three seconds, five mm-hmm. seconds. And like, oh my God, something that lasted a full 10 seconds. And all of my comments are things like spastic and doo-doo and <laughs> verse question mark. <laughs> uh, and it really is all over the place. And yet you know, that energy and these sort of little hints of message. And again, these same sort of like, I'm not picking up the exact lyrics but these little snippets of half you know foreign language of like there's something about breathing in breathing in great oh oh you're the hurt one i don't know what that means i can't understand the rest of the song but these little snippets of living in something and trying to find a home and i don't know anything try like except finding togetherness like i don't know what any of this is about but it's it's so evocative and with this energy that builds up and releases to those do 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 and 
it's ah, it's such a ride. I think that is my feeling about this whole album is that it's such an in, a unique expression of somebody who feels this music coming out of them and just wants to express herself the way she wants and she's not trying to you know she's not trying to like target any particular market or get these songs played on the radio she says that when she released this album she wasn't even sure if anyone would listen to it like it was just kind of something she needed to do for herself and how compelling that is when you have such an interesting voice and you just follow your own voice to make the music that you want yeah and it's it's sort of the idea that you spend the better part of a decade in a in a dra- in a day job you think people would dream of, but it's something like oh, playing other people's music mm-hmm. on other people's terms as part of someone else's band for a mainstream TV audience, and you know however great that band is, which not only her but members of Les Savefav and Girls Against Boys, all just indie rock supergroup in that TV studio, but and it also that notion of like hey. If you can do that, if you can play for a, a nationwide audience, yeah. then you can you can make your weird music and not care. Like I, I've, yeah. people have seen me play, that's fine. I don't need that. Well, and the fact that she played with that band for ten years, and you know, you would think that that rubbed off on her more. But she said as soon as she started making her own music again, it just all came back to her and like her techniques that she uses, and it was all just right back into like this is what feels right for me and like that is what I find so inspiring and enjoyable about listening to this album is just the chaotic joy of expressing yourself in exactly the way that you want no it's it's a fantastic comeback kid <laughs> the record is 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 so good to have her back and that she's saying yeah I'm back I want to make more music after this and if I have a a, a feeling of of sorrow it's that you know we saw her right before her last album came out literally like less, I think five days before that album uh-huh. dropped and it was phenomenal experience. And now I look for, Oh, is she touring for this record? And like, not really. She did a, a handful of sets opening for blonde redhead on the East coast. And other than that, nothing planned as far as I can tell. And remember, Oh yeah, she still has those kids that <laughs> yeah. she sang about in working memory. Like that's still there and it's still really hard to tour. Yeah. So we maybe just have to be satisfied with the record for now. Yeah. But or maybe there's a relative she can dump them on for a few months. Oh, we can only hope. <laughs> no, it's fan- Yeah. But, but the record is, is quite a statement and, yeah, it, and the running time is shorter than this podcast. It's very short. It's like 28 minutes. Yeah, just remarkable. 12, 12 songs and uh, yeah, all, never a dull all, all moment. All filler, no filler, as you would say. Yeah, I think I would say that. <laughs> so we've been discussing Marnie Stern's The Comeback Kid, her fifth studio album. And we're going to go out with that last song, which is called One and the Same. You've been listening to the 200th episode of For the Record. Thank you, as always, for listening.
is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.